Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This is the American Veteran Show. Proud to finally say these two words. Welcome home. Dedicated to those who have worn the uniform. Tremendous national asset. Dedicated to our active duty men and women. They came not as conquerors, but as liberators. Dedicated to presenting issues, topics, and interviews highlighting their commitment to our country. I want to thank the courageous men and women who've served their country in uniform. Less than 1% of the population of our country chooses to serve our country in the military. The other 99% of us, we owe them. Online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephen Tubbs. Welcome to this week's edition of the American Veteran Show. Thank you so much for joining us. And we've got a great program ahead, as always, but in a timely manner, in less than two hours, we'll wrap up telling you how you, if you're in the area of downtown Denver, can get between the city and county building and the Colorado State Capitol at Veterans Park. General Maurice Rose and his monument will be officially unveiled about 2 o'clock Mountain Time. That is straight ahead. We'll give you all the details as we wrap up the program. We couldn't do this without our presenting sponsor, Attorney John Boson at Boson Law, B-O-E-S-E-N Law, BosonLaw.com, fighting on behalf of veterans every single day. Their number, 303-999-9999, and right now taking a special interest and look and dedication to those Camp Lejeune veterans. Remember, there is a deadline coming up in just the next few months. Sadly, on this program, we begin with negative breaking news. The man accused of posting a trove of highly classified military documents online has been arrested by the FBI. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira. The 21-year-old is a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard who specializes in intelligence. In connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Those are his charges. He posted the documents, including intel on the war in Ukraine in an online chat group. CBS's Olivia Gazis. There's a lot of questions swirling about his access right now, including why somebody at his level would have had access to these really highly, highly finished classified intelligence products really meant for the senior most defense leadership at the Pentagon. Pentagon officials are calling this a deliberate criminal act. They've been looking into the leak all week. Teixeira in federal custody. He has made his first court appearance. That was just this past Friday. More from CBS News. 
New details in the arrest of a Massachusetts Air National Guardsman in one of the worst breaches of classified intelligence documents in years. Tonight, 21-year-old Jack Texera remains in jail until his next court hearing on Wednesday. He did not enter a plea in a federal courtroom in Boston today where he was officially charged with unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified or national defense information under the Espionage Act. Well, today we learned from the charging documents that authorities accused Texera of knowing exactly what he was doing. He was even searching online to see if authorities were on to him as the leaker. Texera started posting what appeared to be classified documents in an online gaming chat room as early as December. CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now with what she's learned about the suspect. Good evening, Catherine. Good evening, Nora. Court documents allege the 21-year-old gamer and Air National Guardsman actually searched his own government computer for the word leak. Apparently concerned investigators may have identified the source. As the charges were read in a Boston courtroom, 21-year-old Jack Texera stood silently, arrested Thursday by heavily armed federal agents outside his mother's Massachusetts home, Texera now charged under the Espionage Act. Federal investigators accuse him of posting dozens of images bearing top-secret markings to Discord, an online gaming platform. People who uh, sign agreements uh, to be able to receive classified documents acknowledge the importance to the national security of not uh, disclosing those documents, uh, and uh, we intend to, to uh, send that message. According to the criminal complaint, Texera did cyber defense operations in the Air National Guard and required a top-secret security clearance that gave him access to some of the government's most highly classified records known as SCI. Former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper said internal security systems failed. You can't think of a good reason for a 21-year-old to have access to this information. No, I, I cannot think of a compelling reason, and I assume uh, Secretary Austin and, and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs Milley are, are probably asking those same questions. Three days before Texera's arrest, court records detail how federal investigators questioned a user of that gaming platform. Among the first records posted, an intelligence status report about the war in Ukraine. Billing information revealed the username behind the post was the defendant who used his home address. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy criticized the White House, saying they were asleep at the switch. Jim Himes, the senior Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, responded. These things happen under all presidents. And so if you want to score political points, fine, but let's really focus on the problem here, which is an institutional problem, not a partisan problem. Court documents do not shed light on intent or motive as Texera was being handcuffed and taken out of the courthouse. His dad, sitting in the front row, said, love you, Jack. Texera is being held until his next court date. That from CBS News. And of course, a story like this does our reputation as a nation or our country's military. It does the reputation no good. This international headline material. U.S. investigators have arrested the source of the leaked classified documents. The New York Times is reporting that the man they are holding is a 21-year-old member of the intelligence wing in the Massachusetts Air National Guard. It is alleged that Jack Teixeira oversaw a private online group named Thug Shaker Central, where 20 to 30 people, mostly young men and teenagers, came together over a shared love of God, video games and guns. This morning, the Washington Post carried an interview with a young member of the online chat room where these documents first appeared, a group formed at the early part of the pandemic. 
Teenager identified the source by a pseudonym, OG. He was a man, he said, who knew about secrets the government was withholding from ordinary people. OG had spent hours writing up classified documents to share with his companions in the Discord server he controlled. The group included people from Ukraine and Russia. For months, says the Post source, OG had posted verbatim transcripts that he brought home from his job on a military base. Server really became very close during the pandemic when we were all locked down together. And every single day we would watch movies, play games, do activities together. We'd stream our, our houses and mess around and dance and have fun. We didn't realize the sheer, just immense nature of these leaks until um, a bit later. I spoke to OG about two days ago before he gave his final goodbye to us. He signed off saying that he did not want to be associated with any of us as to bring anything bad to him. A short time ago, the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland gave us this update on the arrest. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States Air Force National Guard. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. I want to thank the FBI, Justice Department prosecutors, and our colleagues at the Department of Defense for their diligent work on this case. This investigation is ongoing. We will share more information at the appropriate time. Thanks, everyone. Earlier this evening, the Pentagon called the leak of classified information a deliberate criminal act. This is Brigadier General Pat Ryder. The department is taking the issue of this unauthorized disclosure very seriously. We continue to work around the clock, along with the interagency and the intelligence community, to better understand the scope, scale and impact of these leaks. A reminder that all this information sat on the server for months. A grab bag of sensitive information, how the U.S. had penetrated the Russian Ministry of Defense, clandestine deals that were being done between Israel and South Korea, previously unknown information on satellite surveillance, a pending arms deal between Egypt and Russia, on and on. That from the BBC. Coming up in our next segment, we'll have a little bit more on, again, almost mind-boggling, a 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman if I may interject, who looks younger than my youngest son, and my youngest son is 19. Truly amazing. We'll continue the coverage of the arrest of a 21-year-old. Is it treason? Have we been lied to about what's been going on in Ukraine? I think many of you veterans would say, you don't do this, no matter your age. And yes, in fact, it is treason. Just a reminder that coming up on the program, we will take a look at the unveiling Within the next couple of hours in downtown Denver, the monument dedicated to General Maurice Rose. We'll talk about that straight ahead. We also take a look at the Artemis II crew and an amazing rendition of the national anthem at the national championship game in Houston earlier this month. That done by an astronaut. And we will wrap up the program with all the details if in the next couple of hours you can get to downtown Denver. A very special unveiling at Denver's Veterans Park in downtown. We are off and running. Stay with us. I'm Stephen Tubbs. This is the American Veterans Show. AmericanVeteranShow.com Now, back to the American Veterans Show. Here's Stephen Tubbs. 
Welcome back as we continue this week's edition of the American Veterans Show, a terrific look at what is happening in less than a couple of hours in downtown Denver on the west side of the Colorado Capitol at Veterans Park. They are unveiling a new statue, the statue in honor of Major General Maurice Rose, his monument with a ceremony. We'll have more on that ceremony coming up just one week from today on our next episode of the American Veteran Show. We'll wrap up the program talking with one of the individuals, one of the great collaborators, and uh, even had a chance on our program just last Friday to talk with the sculptor, George Lundeen. So we'll have more on the Major General Maurice Rose Monument going to be unveiled in downtown Denver within the next couple of hours. Hey, if you're in the area, stop on by. Certainly will be something special. However, we have to continue with the negative news. Word last week that a 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman, a gamer, somehow is in connection with state secrets, if you will. Holy cow. More from CBS News. A suspect has now been arrested in the leak of classified Pentagon documents that were posted on several social media sites. Here's the suspect. His name is Jack Teixeira being detained outside his Massachusetts home. He is 21 years old. He's a member of the 102nd Intelligence Wing of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. For more on how they zeroed in on him. Let's bring in CBS News intelligence and national security reporter Olivia Gazis and CBS News senior White House correspondent Weijia Jang, who is joining us from Dublin, Ireland, where she's traveling with the president. Uh, Olivia, let's start with you. How did intelligence officials and the FBI track down this particular suspect? Well, it happened rather quickly, a matter of days. Once these documents moved into more public mainstream outlets from that small private server where they first appear to have been posted. Because what we're learning, based on accounts that were given to the Washington Post and other outlets by somebody who claims to know Jack Teixeira and to have been a member of this small Discord channel where they were first posted, he was doing this possibly as far back as October, and he was doing it in documents by the hundreds. At first, it sounds as though he may have been transcribing classified materials before then saying, that's too time-consuming, I'm going to upload digital images of these classified documents. Um, but uh, it wasn't because, according to the accounts of this person who knows him, he had a workplace gripe or he had some sort of opposition to the war in Ukraine. He was effectively a 21-year-old showing off to right. a peer group. Look it what I know. Look what I have access to. That's what it looks like. We, we haven't heard from him directly about his motivation, but that's what it looks like according to the accounts of people who know him. It took one of these users to move these materials to a more public-facing server for Russian Telegram to notice, for the mainstream media to notice, and then for federal investigators to notice. And from there, they followed a very clear digital trail right back to Jack Teixeira, allegedly, uh, because he was one of, a, of a, a very limited pool of suspects who had access to this highly classified information. This 21-year-old allegedly had a pretty big impact. I mean, this caused shockwaves in Russia, in Ukraine, with some of our Asian allies. And the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, uh, weighed in on the arrest today. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. I want to thank the FBI, Justice Department prosecutors, and our colleagues at the Department of Defense for their diligent work on this case. Olivia, 
what kinds of charges could he now be facing? And how did he have access to so much classified information in the first place if he really is a low-level 21-year-old member of the National Guard? That was the immediate question for a lot of people, right, is what is a 21-year-old airman doing with access to some of the most coveted and highly protected sensitive information that this country has? Um, Because, yes, we learned from the Pentagon that his role was a cyber transport systems journeyman, somebody who was for responsible for laying fiber optic cables, uh, for example, in in military bases to connect computer networks. So again, what is somebody in that kind of role doing with that kind of access to what appear to be briefing books for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs? It's not entirely clear yet. Um, It's not entirely clear whether he was, in fact, authorized to view those documents or whether he was skirting guidelines, breaking rules in order to access them. You did hear the Pentagon today call it a deliberate criminal act. And you did hear them say that they are taking a really hard look at their distribution lists, at their rules for who can access highly classified materials. And you also heard them say that, hey, when you join the military and when you apply for a security clearance, you are expected to abide by these rules no matter what age you are. The question of who was behind this leak has really consumed Washington for days. Ouija, you are in Ireland, but the president uh, who is traveling there right now was asked about the case there. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. The president, could you give an update on that leaked investigation, the leaked documents from DOD? I, I can't right now. There is a full-blown investigation going on, as you know, with the intelligence community and the Justice Department, and they're getting close. We don't, I don't have an answer. How concerned are you about this leak? Are, are you concerned yeah. about our relationship? Are you concerned about the leak? Okay, guys, it's time to go. Well, Let's go. Oh, we got to move. I'm not concerned about the leak. And I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is of great consequence. So, Ouija, it's interesting that the, he kind of downplayed the leak right there when talking to reporters. Uh, what else did he have to say? What else does yeah. the White House have to say now that a suspect has been detained? So when President Biden made those remarks early uh, today, he also indicated that um, an arrest might be imminent because he said that they were zeroing in and getting closer. And then, as you pointed out, Nancy, he um, really said that he did not believe that the documents contained anything of uh, great consequence, which, of course, we'll have to wait to see, you know, what else we learn about exactly what was in those. But I think what's important here uh, to think about is the broader implications, because here he is on a foreign trip um, celebrating the friendship between the U.S. and Ireland, an important ally. Um, And now those allies are wondering whether they can trust the U.S. with sensitive information, because reportedly these documents included private assessments of uh, various nations and and their thoughts on the war in Ukraine, on uh, how soon the country may be able to end it, if at all. Um, These are big questions for the White House. And today, the White House press secretary, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, said that this did not come up when the president met with uh, the prime minister of the UK yesterday. Now, what we don't know is whether he talked about it during his day of meetings here in Ireland with the president or the prime minister. But certainly, um, you know, this is going to come up, uh, especially the more that we learn about these documents. But I think the White House is trying to downplay it. The White House has said uh, that they're not sure whether all of these documents were even um, legitimate, that some may be fabricated. So there are outstanding questions, Nancy, but certainly on the face of it, a lot of concerns, too.
lot of concern, especially because of the sheer volume of intelligence material that we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Gazes here in Washington, Weijia Jiang in Dublin. Thank you both so much. Nancy Cordes from CBS News. We'll continue to follow the astounding story of a 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman, a gamer, somehow in contact and in receipt of top-secret classified documents. We'll continue to follow that. We'll take a pause, and when we come back for our next segment, of all things, we're going to play a segment from CBS and the late show with... With Stephen Colbert, I don't know if he's been on this program before, but we are big fans of space on this program. And in our next segment, you'll hear from the crew of Artemis II, the first manned mission to orbit the moon in decades. Big fans of space. And we'll hear from the crew on the Colbert show. And then we'll also hear an amazing rendition of the national anthem from an astronaut in Houston, right ahead of the Final Four game, the national championship between the Yukon Huskies and, unfortunately, my San Diego State Aztecs. But it was great to see in person, and we'll bring that to you straight ahead. This is the American Veteran Show. Stay with us. AmericanVeteranShow.com. Welcome back to the American Veteran Show. We continue now with Stefan Tubbs. We continue the American Veteran Show, and thank you. If you've been with us for any amount of time, even the last couple of episodes, let alone the past several years of our programming, we love space on the program, and I am so excited. In fact, one of the Artemis II crew members, it's hard to uh, kind of admit to yourself when you start to get older, and people that also are from your alma mater, wow, they're successful, and wow, they're so much younger than you. But um, one of the astronauts... Uh, Victor Glover, who is going up as part of the Artemis II mission to orbit the moon for the first time, a manned mission in in decades. Uh, Victor Glover, a graduate of my alma mater, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, along the beautiful central coast of California. But I want to play you this if you had not heard it, of all things, Stephen Colbert, the late show on CBS. He recently had the crew of Artemis II, and they had a good time. You've been announced as the uh, Artemis II mission. Artemis One went out unmanned. You guys are gonna gonna go out the the, the first crewed mission. Um, uh, let's let's start with something obvious for the people out there who don't necessarily believe in the final frontier. Let's start with you as the commander. Reed, why are we going back to the moon? Because we want to see humans on Mars. Yeah. Oh, so this is this is step one. This. Okay. Yes. How does that how does that help? So we've been living and working on the International Space Station for about the last 24 years. You know it well. You love it. You have the cupola above us. Sure. Um, There it is. And so that was the first step in understanding humans off the planet. The next step to getting to Mars is to go learn how to work around the moon, get to deep space, get away from Earth, learn how to work on another celestial body. Once we have that nailed down, then we are going to Mars. What about the resources that we need to get from the moon to Mars? Where's the fuel come from? So there's a lot of different opportunities, but we are... Almost positive there is ice on the moon in some of these shadowed regions of the craters. So we're going to go up. supposed to have a big old lake of ice, right? And like that the is size why... of Puerto Rico or something. <laughs> big, big. Can somebody fact check him? I don't know about that. Um, it is some so, fraction of Puerto Rico. So that, is why we, that is why we want to go there on our next mission. We want to go, not the four of us, but our colleagues will go to the South Pole 
of the moon to look for this ice, to look for this water, and potentially we could use that to get to Mars. Okay. It's a history-making mission in many ways. First Canadian, first woman, first person of color on a lunar mission. Um, I I assume... I assume you all have your own, uh, you know, uh, people in the earlier space missions, in the earlier programs. They're heroes of yours. Let's, let's start with you, Christina. What's it mean to you now that you are that for other young people coming up? It's an amazing feeling, honestly. I think the real thing to celebrate about this mission is that we've made a decision as an agency, as a country, that we are going to go for all and by all. If we're not taking contributions from every single person with the talent ready to share it, then we're not truly answering humanity's call to explore. So the fact that we're going in this era is what makes me most excited about this mission. And the fact that I might be able to inspire like those people that paved the path for me, that's just amazing icing on the cake. So, Jeremy, uh, elephant in the room, you're a Canadian. Um, (laughs) Which is, and and that's not why we made you sit at the end. You're just the biggest guy out here. So, uh, how, how did this happen for you? How did you end up at NASA? Well, there's, there's probably a couple of reasons. You could, you could pick whichever one you like. I, you know, if something goes wrong in this mission, then, then NASA can blame Canada. I think it's probably... <laughs> well, Canada will just say, sorry. <laughs> so we're all covered. It's a great insurance policy. Uh, I, you know, the real reason, I think, and I've, I've been talking about it a lot this week since the announcement, but it's great American leadership. You know, it's not, not lost on anyone in Canada that if the United States wanted to go to the moon again, they don't need Canada to do it. It was a deliberate decision because they're thinking big. They want to curate a, a global partnership. And uh, I think that's tremendous leadership on the, on the part of uh, America. Canada really appreciates it, and it lifts us up and allows us to bring our genius. And, and we have lots of genius in Canada to bring to the uh, collaboration. Martin Short. Now let's talk to the pilot. Let's, let's talk to uh, Victor. You're the pilot. 50 years since uh, we, we've been to the moon. What kind of upgrade has the tech gotten? Okay. Has the new capsule? Does it have Bluetooth? Could you? I sure can you do so. Apple CarPlay. How long do we have? Uh, exactly. It, you know, the, the, a couple of big things are just manufacturing technology and computing technology. So you can make things faster and a little more robust, and you can put a lot more computing power in a small space. That's a big one. If you look at it, the capsule looks very much like the Apollo era capsules. There's just a whole lot more horsepower stuff in there. Your watch, you've got an Apple Watch, that has more computing power than the computers they were using to put people on the moon back in the late 60s and early 70s. True, and we still did it, though. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Slide rules. Right, right. That's slide rules. (laughs) Christine, of all the people here, you've been in space the longest. 328 days. Yes. Yes. What were you trying to get away from? (laughs) I'm I'm worried someone was trying to get away from me. Um. (laughs) What do you do for fun? Uh, That long, I know it it wasn't always in, you know, that wasn't in one pop, but when you're up there for a long period of time, what's fun to do? You know, we do work really hard on the weekdays, 12 hours of scheduled work a day, but on the weekends, we do have some free time. We have a good time, um, mainly just spending time with your crewmates. Our favorite thing to do was to get together for dinner and then uh, put on some karaoke and sing as long as we had the connection oh my to God. the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In space, everyone can hear you sing. It's, it's terrible. Can we get a hot cup of coffee up there? Yes, Definitely. Absolutely. It's going to yes. be in a pouch. Well, you won't be able to smell bag. it. A hot bag of coffee. Hot bag of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, that's what you could describe me as. <laughs> 
At 58, I'm just a hot bag of coffee at this point. Okay, uh, Jeremy, this is your first space trip. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pretty exciting. Do you have any questions, like, for these guys? <laughs> Not for me, for these guys. Of, like, things they don't teach you in astronaut school. Well, yeah, there's definitely a few. I, mean, I think there's a question we'll all have. We'll be the first humans to ride on this enormous rocket, and we'll be riding it up, and the whole way up we'll be like, is this normal? Is that normal? <laughs> I have no idea. What's that sound? No one, these guys aren't going to be able to help we me with that. Um, I think the big one that astronauts, kind of like the secret handshake that astronauts pass down from one to the other because nobody in the ground can train it, is uh, managing all the bodily functions. Because you get that wrong in space, and you don't have any more friends on board. Anymore. That's true. That's true. Now. That's true. But I don't think we can get into it here. Uh, no, there's gravity. It would be very hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is harrowing. Um, no, Kate, what about showering? How do you shower? You, you don't? don't. Not, yeah, not really running do you water. Keep, how long are you guys up there? How long is the actual journey going to be? Days. Ten days. Same clothes? Probably. Just, are, are you allowed to bring deodorant? <laughs> no. No? Well, you have to have an alcohol-free deodorant. So you, you, there are certain deodorants that you, that you can wear. So but for the environmental control systems, it's very, you have to be very particular what you're wearing and what of you're putting course. into the system. Of course. Who's going to stir the oxygen tanks? <laughs> Canada. Is it really going to be you? Well, I've been asking to throw at least one, one switch when I'm up there. And that might be it. If your lights backstage don't work, it's Jeremy's fault. <laughs> uh, uh, right, let's see how much you're laughing on day five. <laughs> You have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of the crew of Artemis 2, everybody. That from CBS and the Colbert program. Good luck, Godspeed to the crew of Artemis 2, including a guy from Canada. We won't hold that against him. Uh, we wrap up this segment coming up, a look at the General Maurice Rose Monument that is just a couple of hours from being unveiled, literally this Sunday afternoon in downtown Denver on the west side of the Colorado State Capitol. But we go to the break. I had a chance to go to the national championship game, UConn versus San Diego State, and it was a wonderful event. And the Artemis II crew, they were recognized not only on national television, but at the NRG Stadium, just an enormous facility, and they got a standing ovation, that Artemis II crew. And then before the game, Tracy Dyson, a NASA astronaut, sang the national anthem. And here it is. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com.
This is the American Veteran Show, online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephan Tubbs. We complete this edition of the American Veteran Show with a fantastic event, and i got to be completely honest with you, as I always am, it is very rare that as this show airs on our flagship, 710 KNUS in Denver, that I can tell you, hey, there is an event coming up within a certain amount of time. If you have the time, make it. And that is why we have our next guest on. His name is Paul Shaman. It was his original idea to have a monument dedicated to Major General Maurice Rose. And this monument, we are within a couple of hours of the official unveiling. And Paul, first, thank you for the time on the American Veteran Show to honor this great American veteran. But, man, you have been putting in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. How long of an effort are we talking about? We're talking about over four years. Um, I originally started on this project. I grew up in Denver and had gone to, you know, been inside Rose Hospital and saw the uh, bullet-riddled helmet in Rose Hospital and learned about General Rose. And then in uh, February of 2019, I went to a lecture by his biographer, uh, Marshall Fogel, and I was hooked. And I told Marshall, I said, we have got to. People in Colorado, they think Rose Hospital is named after a flower. <laughs> they don't know the history of this man who you know, came to Denver at three years old and went to East High School and uh, gave his life for our country. And I said, we've got to change that. And we started on the idea of a monument. I love it. Our guest is Paul Shaman. He is some of the brain trust uh, power behind what is happening, again, on the west side of the Colorado State Capitol. Starts at 2 o'clock this afternoon, so you still do have time. Granted, time is ticking. But uh, just last week on the program, on on my regular program this past Friday, I had a chance to talk with George Lundeen, the sculptor. Uh, We are talking about, friends, the highest-ranking officer killed in action in World War II in the European theater. My question to you, Paul, is, boy, I mean, it's great. Everything's great. A lot of hard work. But, man, why did it take this long? Uh, It took a long time because people got busy. They forgot. Um, They just went on with their lives. Uh, He was killed right at the end of the war with just a few weeks left in the war when he was in Germany. And uh, then came the end of the the war in the European theater and then the end of the war in the Pacific theater. And people moved on. Uh, He was buried originally in Germany and then moved to Magraten, uh, Netherlands, where he is the highest ranking U.S. soldier buried in in, uh, the Netherlands uh, with 8,000 of his men and right across from the Maurice Rose Elementary School who takes care of the cemetery uh, with with obviously it's uh, the U.S. military. But uh, it took so long because people just, they got busy and they moved on. Here I was uh, seeing this greatest generation, these uh, World War II vets dying off and I was afraid you know, he would be lost to history. Wonderful. 
Paul Shaman is our guest. And again, coming up at 2 o'clock, Governor Jared Polis and uh, a host of dignitaries, members of the Rose family, uh, veterans, of course. There's going to be a flyover. This is 2 o'clock coming up this afternoon, so a little more than an hour away. Get down there. This is in Veterans Park. And, you know, sadly, this is the area where we saw so much of the graffiti and the destruction during the summer of hell 2020 as i call it but this is so major i have seen renditions i have seen you know the the mock-ups etc but paul could you do your best what does it look like it is a beautiful beautiful uh bronze statue uh that's 12 feet high done by and it shows general rose in his full battle uh regalia and how he used to he would go to the front lines and he was a tank commander so it's he's uh moving the tanks you know commanding the tanks and if you look under his feet you can see the actual uh tank uh uh runs that uh that go through on the ground and uh it's just a it's a beautiful monument right at 14th and lincoln and if you're there today for the flyover you'll actually see world war ii planes there's going to be world war ii vehicles out there they're closing off part of broadway it's going to be wonderful so definitely get out there today paul shaman is one we can thank for uh, his tireless efforts in getting this monument that's unveiled today uh, to get it from idea to reality and uh, i tell you what you're preaching to the choir and i want to just give you a fist bump and hug because you mentioned we cannot we cannot as today's society forget the members of our greatest generation. I also want to ask you, talk about the significance that, and this this was a stunner to me, that this monument that's going to be unveiled at 2 o'clock this afternoon of General Maurice Rose, this will be the first state monument of any kind for a Jew in Colorado. And talk about that. That was, a, that was a stunner for me, too. As I was putting this together, and we were, and I was researching the information, and I went and checked... There, we have had Jewish U.S. senators, Jewish mayors of Denver, um, throughout the history of Colorado, mm-hmm. but there has never been a monument uh, or a statue erected to a, a person of the Jewish faith. So out of 147 years, this will be the first one, and uh, we're very proud of that as well. And it's, a, it's an exciting time, and it's a, it's another time what I'm trying to remind people is when you see this monument and you think about it, it's not just the veterans. It's really the 1% of Americans who are serving today and even more importantly, their families who are sacrificing, and we need to remember them. Talk about the – I mentioned just a few moments ago that, that members of the Rose family – will be in attendance. Uh, are they still around in Denver? Do a lot of them still live here? Nope. They have. They, are, they do not live in Denver. They all are pretty much around the San Antonio, Texas area. And uh, his granddaughter came up in January. We had her as a special guest for the uh, uh, stock show when it was here. And I took her up and she saw in Loveland, the statue. She saw where the statue was going to go. She saw East High School, where he went. They gave her a tour of Rose Hospital, and they are just thrilled. They think this is wonderful. Um, So there'll be a lot of his descendants here. And I also took her to the cemeteries here in town where her her great-grandparents and other uh, members of their family are buried. 
This is an obvious question to something you had mentioned a couple of times earlier, but I I do want to give special significance to this as we wrap up with Paul Shaman. It was... um, his brain brainchild, his idea, he is the guy that, that thought, you know what, we've got to have this Major General Maurice Rose monument. Why is it, in your heart of hearts, important to remember this generation? Because I think it's a good way, you know, we always think, think times are so tough now, um, and that we've always had tough times, and the and the America has risen to those tough times and shown what we're made of. And it's a good time to study, learn about these people, have good, strong role models, and uh, remember them. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you so much. Again, the military procession begins at 1.50, so less than an hour away. That begins at History Colorado, 1200 North Broadway. The official ceremony will begin around 2 o'clock, so not too long from now, at the Lincoln Veterans Memorial Park. Paul Shaman, congratulations. I can't wait. Hopefully I can meet you. I'll be out there in not too many minutes. And um, and thank you again for your dedication. Thank you. Paul Shaman there. We wrap up this American Veteran Show with a couple of reminders. We hope you've enjoyed the program, as always. We will continue next week and on our regular program, 4 to 7 Mountain Time on 710 KNUS 2. Somehow, as best we can, get the latest information on this 21-year-old accused of treason. We'll talk about that and, of course, continue to follow the progression toward the mission to the moon, Artemis II. For producer Michael Arpaio, I'm Stephen Tubbs. Have a terrific week ahead and remember our troops. The American Veterans Show is a copyrighted production of Mountain Time Media Group, LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit AmericanVeteransShow.com. And join us next week for another edition of... For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.